welcome back to another episode of my dorky little podcast, but I'm glad that you tuned in again. So before I get started, I wanted to say, you know, in horror movies, we always talk about the um, the final girl. And I just wanted to do, I guess, kind of a short episode about some final guys that are my favorite. And as always, I tell you guys, I'm not going to get to all of the favorite final guys. And I'm sure I'm missing some for some people. These are just some of the ones that I enjoy and wanted to talk about. And yes, I probably crush on a few of them as well. But you guys know I have horror crushes. I can't help it. I can't help it. Boy crazy, girl crazy, horror crazy. That's that's just how it is. So I'm going to go ahead and um, <laughs> I forgot to tell you the title of the episode. The episode title is What a Man, um, if you're familiar with that salt and pepper song. And um, somebody did ask me, and I meant to say that first, someone asked why I picked song titles for these episodes. A lot of times I just um, pick the ones that, you know, they're songs that I either grew up with or songs that I like. Um, Sometimes they're songs I want people to listen to that may not have heard them before. So if you've never heard What a Man, go listen to it, I guess. That's what the fuck I'm trying to say to you. So I didn't have a very long list. I'll just go ahead and run them down in no particular order. But uh, I want to start out with one of my favorite final guys, and that would be um, Casey from The Faculty, uh, the 1998 movie that Robert Rodriguez directed. And I love it because it's a sci-fi horror movie um, it's got a lot of teenagers, well, a lot of young adults playing teenagers, but what I really like is that it's got kind of a, an homage to the thing at some point, you know, the, the aliens are trying to take over and they're invading this uh, school in the middle of nowhere. And Casey, to me, represented, well, me and my friends growing up in high school, um, just kind of nerdy, you know, you, you eat lunch in the library or you eat lunch in the, the, ble- the bleachers and um, kind of keep to yourself and, you know, people pick on you and yeah, people picked on me. I- I'm four foot 11 and I used to wear glasses. Uh, it's funny, I've got perfect vision now, but when I was in school, I, I had to wear glasses um, and I just love how smart and astute he is about everything. Um, and Elijah Wood, you know, seeing him be a child actor and seeing all of the kind of quirky and fun things that he does now and all of the dark humor. Um, I, I like to think this is where it started. Obviously, Lord of the Rings, I love him in that too. But um, I love him when he's in the more quirky type of films. And I actually didn't really mind his uh, when he was in the remake of Maniac. That was a, a really good remake, I thought. Um But anyway, The Faculty is one of those great movies where, you know, it's part The Thing, it's part Invasion of the Body Snatchers, it's part, I don't know, any kind of sci-fi movie where aliens are busting in through the back door and you don't realize that it's happening and it's too late. And of course, the adults don't believe anything that kids have to say. And the reason Casey is one of my favorite final guys is he ends up becoming the hero. He, um... 
we see him at the beginning and they're giving us all of the backstory of each of the characters sort of and he's and when we meet Casey he's getting um I guess flagpoled you know these asshole kids grab him and they've got him spread eagle and they're just ramming him dickhead first into a flagpole um and just yeah I imagine as a guy that would probably fucking hurt but um you know and he's got a nosebleed and you know he's just he's the outcast and the person that's picked on and he ends up being a strong character by the end of it you know we we see all these other people um uh, Sean Hatosi and um, I think Josh Hartnett and they seem to be more you know you've got a jock and you've got like a rebel and you would think that they would be the actual heroes by the end of this but no this definitely Casey the nerdy boy that everybody just kind of dismisses that ends up becoming the person who takes out the alien who was trying to take over the world and I really love him as a, a final guy because he actually even gets the girl. You know, there's one bitchy ass girl. It's the faculty is so great. I, I'm I'm kind of getting all over the place, but it has all of those elements. We've got, like I said, the thing, invasion of the body snatchers. You got a little bit of the Breakfast Club because there's no reason that these five particular prototypes or six particular prototypes of high schoolers would even be together. And they kind of work together to stop this alien invasion. So to see him come from where we saw him at the beginning of the movie to seeing where he ends up at the end of the movie, it's it's pretty badass. And I, I really love seeing that whole transformation of all of these people. You have people who were in relationships together who are now in different relationships together. And it's good to know that the nerdy people can be triumphant <laughs> and save the day, which usually doesn't happen. Usually if you're a nerdy person or something, you're probably one of the first ones to go. If you're looking at something like Fright Night when you have Evil Ed, who's very much a, a nerd and a geek and he doesn't last very long. So it was nice to see. And uh, Casey and the faculty played by Elijah Wood is one of my favorite final guys. Um, now, if you're interested in this, it is streaming on HBO Max and Hulu. Well, Hulu, you need a premium subscription. And HBO Max, you'll definitely need a premium subscription. But um, it's a it's a great, clever little film. Uh, the one thing I will say, I remember when this movie was new and it came out and you had all these ads for it. And it was like a bunch of Tommy Hilfiger ads and um, MTV was like, behind it and I was like this movie's gonna suck and I had no intent on watching it and because I used to work in the video store and this happened to be one of the ones that uh, we would play in the background to get people to rent them I ended up getting suckered into it and and now it's become a favorite of mine and sometimes I will do as you guys know I like to say my double billing sometimes I will do the faculty and invasion of the body snatchers or the faculty and the thing and um, it's clever. I, I wish we would see more high schoolers taking on horror horror things. I, I would very much like to see that just because I grew up watching John Hughes shit and, and that always fascinates me. Um, to sidetrack, watching something like Brick uh, by Ryan Johnson 
you know, to have a, a film noir, gumshoe, murder mystery, but have teenagers. Something about that. It just kind of sticks with me and I love it. So Casey is my first one. And I should have said at the beginning, spoiler fucking alert, because if I'm talking about final guys, y'all already know they made it. So sorry, I, I that was that should have been my disclaimer at the top and I, I fucked it up. But <laughs> as you guys know, I, I try to keep it 100% real with you, even the fuck up. So you're just going to have to deal with that shit. OK, it'll it'll be OK. You'll be fine. Um, Let's see. So my next final guy is one that I don't really hear a lot of people talk about. And it's one of the movies that um, I remember seeing. I think I saw, well, I'll just say what the movie is. So it's The Hitcher and Jim. And the reason I love this movie is all because of Rudger Hauer. (laughs) Rudger Hauer is just so fucking scary in this movie. And uh, I remember being on pins and needles watching it for the first time because I didn't know what was going to happen and I wasn't sure how it was going to play out. And uh, I think that C. Thomas Howell as Jim was so compelling. There was something almost like old Hollywood type of acting that he brought to it. He he, he kind of sold it as being this this young person that, just wanted to transport this car and picks up the wrong person because he's a nice person. He was trying to do a a good deed that goes horribly, horribly fucking wrong. Um, and the whole cat and mouse thing with him and, and the, the gentleman, um, that Rudger Hauer plays is unfucking believable. I mean, it's tit for tat. The whole movie is relentless and you, um, I don't know, when I watch The Hitcher, I always get goosebumps and I get butterflies in my stomach and it's not in your face horror, it's just that that raw tension between these two characters. I almost feel like it should have just been a play. That's how it, it, it is. It kind of spills out with there's no rhyme or reason why the serial killer is doing the things that he does. But we have this young man who's trying, one, to prove that he's innocent because, you know, obviously, if you've seen the movie, he he gets framed for a lot of it. And then two, um, he ends up befriending, Jim ends up befriending this waitress who believes him and tries to help him. And what happens to her is devastating. And you see this once kind of, gentle person go through this whole this whole range of emotions because now he feels responsible for what happens to the one person who really believed him with and she had no reason to she didn't know this man but I I think Jim is one of the best final guys just because your heart goes out to him at least mine did and I've I've driven cross country before. I haven't done it a lot by myself, but you know, to imagine somebody doing something like this and you saying, "Hey, there's somebody on the side of the road. Let me give them a ride." I mean, I wouldn't dare do it in this day and age. People are fucking off the rails. But to think that something as simple as a nice act 
a, a, an act to help someone be, and, and be a nice person would take you to all of these channels and would take you to all of this peril. And by the end of it, you are exhausted. I, I'm speaking for myself. I was fucking exhausted. And I, my heart went out for him just because it, it shouldn't have been that way. Um, now, bad things happen to good people. And I know that um, this was a movie that kind of stayed with me. Because obviously, I will never fucking get let a hitchhiker get in my fucking car. But, you know, just just to think that there are people out there that do evil things and they really don't have any rhyme or reason behind it. Um, and Rudger Hauer really scared the shit out of me. <laughs> it's like, that was the scariest performance I think I had, I had ever seen. Um, and I, and I absolutely love him as an actor, but if you have not seen the hitcher, you, you really owe it to yourself. And I, and I know I'm ruining it by saying these people are the final guys. That's, that's the only thing that I can, I can say. I don't want to ruin any of the ride that you're going to be on, but oh my gosh, it's, um, it's gut-wrenching and he deserves all of the accolades for, for playing Jim. Um, I think people forget what a good actor C. Thomas Howell is. Not counting Soul Man. Oh, Jesus. That's a movie I'll have to dissect on another day. I I cannot right now. <laughs> I just can't get into that movie. But Jim, C. Thomas Howell playing Jim in The Hitcher, outstanding final guy. And The Hitcher came out in 1986. It is streaming on Hulu with a premium subscription and HBO Max with subscription. That's the second movie that's that I've picked that has both streaming services. It's kind of weird. Normally I'm talking about good old Tubi at this point. Now, one of my favorite final guys is Paxton from Hostel. And if you have not seen Hostel, let me just tell you, it is another one of those movies that's gut-wrenching, but not really at the beginning. So let me set up Hostel. Hostel came out in 2000, I want to say 2004 or five. Let's see, 2005. So we've got three friends who are traveling through Europe and they're wanting to have, you know, they're 20 something. They want to have life experiences, you know, and um, just traveling, making their way and they're staying at different places and they get word that there's this hostel obviously they're good looking ladies they're thinking about getting laid and I've talked about hostel before um briefly and so when they go to this this hostel in in Europe they're unaware that they're actually being uh what's the word they're being auctioned so uh, a lot of people pay money to kill people in very gruesome and horrifying ways and um these poor sons of bitches these three friends who go they are being auctioned off unbeknownst to them and they're taken one by one to go to this place that people pay to do all of these really really terrible things terrible ways of killing and torturing these these young people 
And um, Paxton, I love because he's um, played by Jay Hernandez. And if you're not familiar with Jay Hernandez, he actually was in uh, the first Suicide Squad movie. I think he was, I think his character was like Diablo or something like that. I was, he was completely unrecognizable to me when I saw him. I was like, holy shit, that's the guy from Hostel. Um, and he doesn't get a lot of work. He started out doing like a lot of rom-coms and then he was in Hostel and Suicide Squad. I wish he would do more because I, I think he is a really good actor, but he just doesn't get a lot of work. And um, yeah, he, he was great. I He's another character who I felt so much empathy for seeing him go through all of the changes that he did and he went from being a victim to being that final guy but he also tried to help um another victim that was at this hostel that had been horribly disfigured um now having said that jay uh hernandez is the final guy in hostel one Hostel 2 takes him to um, kind of the similar fate that happened to our um, final girl from Friday the 13th Part 1. If you've seen Friday the 13th Part 2, you got a good idea what's going to happen to poor Paxton. But for Hostel, he was he was a great final guy. Um, very smart. And he... Uh, didn't have all of his digits when when he finally escaped. And he did get a very good revenge uh, twist at the end, which I thought was was awesome. Um, but yeah, you just got to be worried of those, those hostels and those places that you don't know about when you're traveling abroad or even in the States, really. If you're not sure, you got to be careful. Um, but yeah, he's my, my other... I guess he's my third final guy now and a really good one to watch. Very effective. Um, very brave. And he, he was, uh, I felt like he was a little bit more aware that something was amiss, um, asking questions about his friends when they went missing. Whereas, you know, one of their friends goes missing right away. And then his other friends like, yeah, whatever, you know, I'm in here banging this chick. I don't have time to think about where he is, where his nerdy ass is. And, you know, obviously uh, they don't, they don't all make it, but Paxton does. So once again, Hostel was 2005. This one is streaming on a, a bunch of streaming services, um, HBO Max and Hulu, which you'll need those subscriptions for. But it's also streaming on Pluto TV for free and Tubi for free. So that's at least two free sites if you haven't seen it. But, you know, like I said, 2005, most people have seen it. And if you're squeamish, you know, you may not want to watch it because there are some really gruesome, um, torture, torturous things implemented to these people and, and the other people who they've captured in there for the delight of all of the rich people. Um, and I will say, I think this was, yeah, it was Eli Roth's second film and he actually based this on an experience that he had or experiences that he had when he was traveling, um, and staying at these different hostels. I always think it's, it's nice and it, it's nice when you take ordinary, um, 
events in your life and you can concoct a horror movie around it. I'm trying to do that myself. I'm in, in the throes of writing something, but, um, you know, something as simple as just traveling abroad and you start thinking, well, what would happen if I went here and nobody knew I was here? Or what if I went in this hostel and they never came out? You know, those those type of everyday scenarios. Um, I love I love how that movie unfolded just because of his experiences on travel. So let's see. I've got a few more final guys I'm going to get to. Let me just look here and see who I have on this list. I think I'll have a couple that you guys might be like, yes, I'm glad she's got that one on there, but maybe not. I don't know. We'll we'll see. Okay, so next on my list is, and I said it was a short list because it is. Um, so Ben from The Escape Room. Now, The Escape Room came out in 2019. It's um, already had a sequel. Um I don't know if too many people have ever been in an escape room or participated in one, but I thought this was a clever premise for a movie um, to be going to an escape room and you actually can die if you don't get out of the room in time or whatever um, obstacle that they have set up for the particular um, next part of the challenge. The reason I liked Ben in this movie and in this movie escape room once again i'm spoiling it but it came out in 2019 people this is almost about to be halfway through 2022 there are two final people in this movie Um, we have zoe and we also have ben i love ben as the final guy because once again it's uh almost similar to hostel um we've got people that have betting pools or Um, They're not auctioning off these people, but they're betting who would survive. And the premise for Escape Room was really interesting because it's based on a group of people who were lone survivors. So apparently each Escape Room tournament has some some sort of theme. And this one, it's all about people who survived um, some kind of horrible accident or was the, the lone survivor of something. So Ben, um, we see him and he just looks like a regular uh, stoner, you know, kind of, I guess, as the game progresses and as they get to know each other a little bit and we get to get a little bit more backstory, we see that Ben was a regular dude. He was probably well off or at least moderately well off and happened to be in a car with people and they had been drinking or probably drinking in. They were high. And everybody in the car died. All of his friends died. And he was the only survivor. So right then, as soon as we find out about his backstory, I immediately felt for this character. Because that's got to be a tremendous amount of guilt to know. Um, what is it they call it? Survivor's guilt. To know that out of all the people in the car, you were driving the car but yet you survived and everyone else died and it was your fault because you were at the wheel. And even though you were all partying, you, you were the one at the helm. So my heart kind of went out to him initially, just because I can only imagine the kind of guilt you would have knowing that you were the cause of, of other people's demise. And he just seems like, throughout the movie he seems like you know he's 
not going to make it. I I had totally counted him out as he's going to die the first five minutes of the movie. And I was very shocked and happy to see him make it to the end and be such a strong competitor. And he was a lot stronger than, a lot smarter than probably I would have given him um, just from that initial viewing of that character on screen. So it was it was very um, interesting. It was an interesting choice of survivors. Uh, if you ever watched The Escape Room, even though I'm spoiling it right now, the two people that made it to the end were probably the two that I didn't have that much stock that they would make it. The girl, yeah. Ben, absolutely not. <laughs> he just he just seemed like he was just going to be like out of there and like, you know, maybe 20 minutes in the movie. And then people who I thought were going to last a lot longer didn't. So I was shocked by that. But um, yeah, Ben in the escape room. And I apologize, y'all. I don't have the names of all of the actors. I'm so not technical when it comes to things like this, but I just like to talk shit, you know? <laughs> so I didn't have all of that prepared. But um, The Escape Room came out in 2019. It is available on Hulu and, let's see, Stars, if you have a subscription to that service, that cable service. But it's a it's a fun watch. And um, we recently watched the sequel, The Tournament of Champions, and that one was interesting too. I didn't expect I didn't expect it to be as much fun um, as the first one, but it was really good. I I enjoy both of those movies, and like I said, Ben was a a final guy that kind of flew under the radar. But I'm kind of glad that he did because I I literally did not think that kid was gonna make it, <laughs> and so it was very very nice surprise to see that he did and. Um, and the second one, it gets even even more crazy with, with those characters. Let me see. I got a couple more guys I want to dole out to you. Ah, one of my favorites is, um, I lost it. I just had it. Where did it go? I, I'm reading from my list. So you have to, I'm like scrolling up and down. Where did you go? Cotton Eye Joe. Sorry, guys. So one of my favorites, and I, um, fully intend on doing a podcast, hopefully with somebody. Um, but I, I want to just let you know right now, I am a huge, 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 huge fan of Final Destination. I don't know what it is about those goddamn Rube Goldberg contraption death things that happen, but man, I get keyed up like a fuck. <laughs> like I just, I get totally... Like, oh my God, how is he going to die? How is he going to die? Is it going to be this? Is it going to be, you know, y'all already know I got a weird obsession with horror weapons in general. So, you know, when you see some kind of mousetrap shit going on right in front of you, I get, I get so excited. And these movies, they're not great, but I have fun with them. I enjoy the shit out of them because they're just crazy. Like, I... <laughs> I feel almost like the directors played a game of mousetrap drunk or high and they were like, hey, what if death was coming to get us and and we had all of the ways that, you know, the wind blows and then, you know, a pebble shoots across something and then, you know, this contraption comes down and smashes somebody to death. I love that shit. 
I, I I think I love Final Destination almost as much as I love Scream. I, I really do. I get that excited. And now there's a, allegedly a, a new one in the works. So I'm totally excited for that. But anyway, I'm I'm getting on the point. So the final guy from this movie is uh, from this franchise is Alex. Alex uh, Browning from the first Final Destination movie played by uh, Devin Sawa. And yeah, I have Devin Sawa's name etched in my brain because, I mean, Idle Hands, I think I've loved this boy ever since Casper. But this was <laughs> the point. Moving along, uh, this came out in 2000. Everybody has probably seen at least one or two of the movies in this franchise. And, and once again, it's not good. But I have a lot of fun watching it. And I, I have a lot of fun kind of, I don't want to say riff tracking it, but that's pretty much what we do when we watch this movie. It's very much a mystery science theater kind of vibe in our house when we throw these movies on. And I throw them on probably more than I should at this point. Um, but anyway, Alex is is the uh, the final boy in in this film. And spoiler alert, if you have not seen any of these, he is the final boy or final man in this movie but just like Friday the 13th part 2 and just like Hostel part 2 by the second film he's not quite that lucky but I'm not going to go there yet I'm going to enjoy him in this first movie in the first final destination so if you don't know about it I've already spoiled it for you pretty much because once again final guy but it's about this teenager, these group of teenagers are going on the senior trip and they're going to France. They get on a plane. You get to see the various prototypes or archetypes or whatever you want to call it, cliques in high school. You know, you got the nerdy girl, you got the jock guy with his girlfriend. You have Devin Sawa, Alex, and his friend who are kind of not nerds, but they're not like big men on campus or anything. And uh, he gets on the plane. He starts having a vision that the plane is going to crash. He starts freaking out. They get kicked off. Him and a handful of people get kicked off the plane. And the rest of the group, the rest of the senior class stays on the plane. And of course, the plane does crash. It, it All of his premonition comes true. And now he's being looked at as, did he have something to do with it? Now, this is pre-9-11, so... I guess there's no way in hell they would even attempt to make this movie if if they were doing it. But it's really um, an interesting film because throughout the whole film, we realize or he figures out that death has a design, death is coming for him. And just because he and these other people got off of the plane, they're still going to be marked for death. So he tries to figure out a way to... I guess, make it so that everybody is safe, but yeah, no, it's not going to work. These people are dying and some of them are dying in quite horrific ways. Um, Alex's friend, I think Todd, uh, his death always bothers me and it makes me, I think as a horror person, not much scares me or it takes a lot to make me like put my hand up to my mouth and, and horror and shock. And when his friend uh, Todd dies, it's a really um, creepy death. And I think that's the only one that I've watched in all of these movies, all of these Final Destination movies that have 
that's kind of still unnerves me and I have to look away from the camera because I feel so bad when I watch it. Um, so I guess that means I still do have somewhat of a heart if I get upset when I see something like that. But um, normally I like to consider myself stoic and things like that don't bother me. But it's a it's a really clever film. Um, we get to see Tony Todd and we get to see um, a lot of really uh, creative ways to kill people. So um, I, I was sold from the from the very get go. As the franchise goes on, they you know the the deaths get more comical and more CGI and um I think even in the second one uh there's a uh <laughs> sorry I don't mean to laugh my family always makes fun of this but in the second film there's a kid who bears a very striking resemblance to Devin Sawa he doesn't look just like him but clearly that's probably why he got the role and there's a death scene where there's a plane of glass that falls on this kid <laughs> And the kid just smushes like jello. So it's like from a horror standpoint, I'm like, did he not have bones? And if he didn't have bones, how was he walking? Because he literally just turned into goo. Uh, it, it always makes me laugh because I my I always go to anatomy, like where are the bones? Where where is just just blood? He just looks like a human slushy. And then the reason I'm laughing, and this is in Final Destination too. The other reason I'm laughing is because when the ambulance or the the EMS or coroner comes, they have a, a bag and, and my brain always goes to, well, how did, did they scoop him up with a shovel? <laughs> how did they get him in the bag? Like, what are you zipping up at this point? Because no, it, it was almost like Looney Tunes logic where he's just flat. I, that's on another, I, I'll have to do Final Destination. I have to do each of these movies to really get into the deep dive of how absurd they are and why I love them but yeah Alex from Final Destination is another one of my final guys and um if you want to watch Final Destination gosh I wish y'all had I wish I had done this earlier because I think I think HBO had them all at one point but now um the only way you can watch them is if you're willing to pay a rental uh, I mean, why do that? They're going to be on TV like a billion times whenever the new one comes out. But if you are interested, um, they are. It it is on Vudu, um, and Amazon Prime, but it is for a rental fee of like two ninety nine. So, you know, if you haven't seen it, definitely you owe it to yourself to watch this franchise. It is definitely one of my favorites, just because it's so over the top and so absurd, and it's. It's a lot of fun. Sometimes you just need horror movies to be fun. And this one is definitely that. Because he really starts getting cocky about how he can avoid death or how he can kind of redirect death so that him and his friends don't die. Side note, trivia, I guess, is in the first Final Destination, all of the characters have last names that are attributed to horror directors, which I thought was really, really cool. So check that out. Um, so let's see. I do have my last final guy, and that would be Mr. Ashley Ash Williams in the Evil Dead films. Now, I love Bruce Campbell. Everybody loves Bruce Campbell. I love Ash because he is strictly, you know, at least in Evil Dead 2, 
He's really just a horn dog. He just wants to hang out with his lady and have a nice little weekend in the cabin in the woods. God does cabin in the woods. I'm going to get you every time. But he's just really there to relax and be with this girl. You know, unfortunately, he decided to play a tape. And, you know, they're talking about Necronomicon and incantations. And, you know, he's awakening, you know, <laughs> Kandarian demons. And why why we got to why we got to read books that we have no business reading? Like, just no. If somebody put it there, maybe leave it alone. But no, it, it wouldn't be a horror movie if they didn't just go out of their way to do some fucked up shit. Right. <laughs> so poor Ash. I mean, he goes to the ringer. He's turned into a deadite for a minute. He loses his hand because he's infected. He ends up being a very awesome chainsaw, shotgun, boomstick badass that we all love. And that's great. And his final guyness is tip top. <laughs> it's like the top tier of final, final guys because he's going through the ringer of this shit. And he finally just owns up to it this is his life now he has to fight dead things and make sure that you know the people that he he's with he's trying to protect them um from evil dead to evil dead to uh to army of darkness i cannot think of a more iconic final guy and he's got everything he's brave he's smart ass <laughs> once again he's a horn dog um and dumb as shit i mean he's dumb as a post but my god who would not love this man you know he um he's a little badass <laughs> and not too often do we get to see a, a chainsaw handed hero he um and his name's ashley which you know Traditionally, it would be a girl's name. I guess it's unisex, but, you know, Ash is a badass. He he just is. And I, I think out of all of the movies, I think the second one is still my favorite. I have so much fun with Army of Darkness because it really uh, kind of is more on the humor side. But that second one gets me. Plus, you know, it's got gallons and gallons of war, um, <laughs> which is what I love the most. But those are my final guys. I, I will say um, I do have a few honorable mentions and I'm not going to go on about where they're streaming, but shit, I think I need to tell you about where, um, where the Evil Dead movies are streaming. All right. So it looks like the first Evil Dead is streaming on Pluto TV and Tubi, Evil Dead 2 that is streaming for rental on Amazon for like about $3.99, $2.99. And Army of Darkness, that's on Hulu with a premium subscription and Amazon for rental of $2.99 or $3.99, I think is what they have. And you should really watch the Evil Dead remake too, because that's really a good movie. Um, doesn't have a final guy, but it does have a final girl. So believe for that. So let's see few other honorable mentions that I have. Um, one of them I really like is also from a remake, uh, Doug in The Hills Have Eyes. Um, Doug Bukowski, he's uh, the son-in-law with the family and they're 
um, on vacation, driving with an RV and, you know, they, if you've seen the hills have eyes, they happen to be attacked by a gang of cannibalistic inbred people <laughs> living in the hills, obviously, because they have eyes. And, um, he really is another one of those people. He's kind of like a milk toast. You don't really think that he's capable of being a badass or capable of doing all of the things we end up seeing him do. But as a final guy, he is top tier. Uh, he manages to save his brother and, um, his brother and sister-in-law. Um, he, he actually happens to save his daughter. Um, he has an infant daughter that they were probably going to be munching on. And, um, like I said, at the beginning, Doug is very much um, quiet and reserved. And by the end of that thing, he is the baddest ass I've ever seen. Um, just, you know, doing whatever he has to do to protect his family. Um, another final guy that I didn't want to forget about is... Um, so I am at the end of my final guy episode. I just wanted to show the guys some love. Uh, we are always talking about the final girls, but we always neglect the final guys. And, you know, it's nice to to give a little shout out to those guys who survive. Um, it's hard. It's hard being a woman. It's definitely hard being a man. And um, I don't know. We don't we don't give enough love to the to the horror, the male horror survivors. Uh, let's face it. We like to see the women survive because, you know they're they're strong and we want to see how they how they get out of it but I just wanted to make a really short episode about some final guys that I love I don't have a rant this week so you just have to wait until next time I'm sure I'll have something I want to bitch about or hone in for you guys but really just wanted to, to spread some love about these um awesome guys of horror that actually come through and uh I guess survive I guess that's all I can really think of right now but I hope you like this episode let me know who some of your favorite male horror survivors are who are some of your favorite final guys um let me know what you liked about the episode let me know what you don't like about the episode I might care I don't know maybe <laughs> but uh that's all I got. That's all I got this week. I'm, I'm, I'm bare bones in it for you. So uh, I hope you enjoyed it and I will see what I can do about getting some guests. And if I don't, you just have to listen to me. You know, you like me, right? I hope please. <laughs> um, but that's it guys. Uh, until next time, just listen out for my voice in the darkness and I will talk to you then. Bye.